0: Hey there. I have been posting these sermons for a little while now, and I've noticed I have some people who are listening. So if you are listening to these things, you're blessed by them, um, drop me an email. I've got an email address, knowncalled at gmail.com. It's just the word known and the word called at gmail.com. Send me an email message, let me know how things are going, if I can pray for you, whatever. All right, thanks so much. Take care. It says, The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. He started showing us, by example, what to do, and he taught us through, the, through what he did. And both did and what he taught. So, as a result, all of this happens. Church everywhere. So let's just say that one day God breathes some kind of fire into John and John goes out and preaches and like there's some fiery anointed sermons and there's people coming to the Lord. John's outreach, if he is the only one that gets up there and speaks, is only going to go so far. But what happens if John... Holy Spirit moves on John and somebody else gets inspired by what he's teaching and now John's got a disciple and now he's got two disciples. Now he's got three disciples. Let's say he gets 12 disciples and he teaches teaching, sewing into these guys' lives like everything that he's doing and all of a sudden those 12 disciples are making their own 12 disciples because they've matured in what John has shared with them. Well, that's what Jesus did. He literally walked in the Spirit of God, but he was only one man. He was God. Don't get me wrong. He could have reproduced himself, and we could have had a lot of Jesuses on the earth. It would have been really weird. Oh, but wait a minute. That's what he did. He, that's what he did, amen? He made Jesuses on the earth. He literally, we literally are called Christians, Little Christ. We all are disciples of Jesus Christ. We've been given... He couldn't do this on his own. He had to multiply himself on the earth. And that's why when you give your heart to the Lord, he's calling you to be him to the world. Does that make sense? Okay. All that Jesus began, began both to do and teach... He then took that baton and handed it down to the apostles and the disciples. And then they all come to this book of Acts thing here. We read on. It says, until the day in which he was taken up, because he had to, he, le- he left. You're, you're actually called to do everything that Jesus did on the earth, except you're not going to die on the cross for someone's sins, because that he was the only one. After he through the holy spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering many infallible proofs being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of god and being assembled together with them he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem but to wait for the promise of the father everybody say promise, promise. promise. of the father Your Father has promised. This is the first real New Testament promise that we get. He is called the promise because He is the Holy Spirit who was promised to you. When you come before God and you say, Lord, I surrender my life to you. I make you Lord. I'm done controlling my life and being my own king. I give it to you. When you come before him, he accepts you and the Holy Spirit is with you, okay? When you come to him, he sends his Holy Spirit the promise to be with you, okay? I'm with, I'm with Monica right now. I'm with, with her, okay? All right. When you come before the Holy Spirit and you surrender your heart in the midst of being a Christian, and you continue to say, Lord, I want you. I want deeper revelation of you. I want to know you. There's something that takes place in our hearts where we lay down something. I don't even know what that is. It's literally, we're saying, Lord, I want you. And he's like, I want you too. We're accepted in the Beloved, and the Holy Spirit's with us, right? Right? He says, uh, where is it? Yeah. After being, okay, being seen by them 40 days of the kingdom of God. So he was speaking to them pertaining to the things of the kingdom of God, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. Okay, going back to. Luke. Hold on. I didn't write this one down, but I should know it by now. Nope, not Luke. Okay, it is Luke, but it's in chapter three. Um. And the, Luke chapter 3, 22, you don't have to go there, just stay in Acts for a minute, but I'll read this to you. The Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, you are my beloved son, in you I am well pleased. Uh, oh, hold on, I'm sorry, going back to verse 16, that's what I was looking for. John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose, he will baptize you with with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. He's talking about the flesh man and the manifestations of the flesh, which you can read about all those, if you want, in the book of Romans. Um, so that's what, that's what he's pointing back to here is that verse in Luke where, where John the Baptist describes Jesus coming and baptizing you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. It's two things that go on there. One is there's a baptism of the Holy Spirit which brings power from on high. There's a baptism of fire, so to speak, where when we surrender, it's like what we were talking about in the communion. When we take our hearts before him and examine them, the Lord will literally come and cleanse us. As we lay ourselves down before him, he will cleanse us with his fire. And when Christians are on fire, it doesn't just mean they're really passionate about God. It means they're passionate about pursuing him and allowing his fire to cleanse them because they don't want anything to get in the way between them and the one they're pursuing. Okay? Wood, hay, stubble... Causes you to stumble. You can build a lot of walls with wood and hay and stubble. <laughs> you can create a lot of worthless things in your life. It's like what I was talking about, the stuff that gets in your cup from the world, the cares of life. It's the same, same notion as, you know, it talks about in the, in the end, you know, it's all going to be burned by fire, and what remains is what will go to heaven, so to speak. The gold, you know. The gold things are the things we have surrendered to him and allowed the other stuff to be burned away on this earth while we're with him now, saying, Lord, I don't want anything that's worthless in my cup. I don't want anything worthless in my life. I want to spend my life in pursuit of you. That declaration from our hearts, he longs to fill. In fact, he puts that desire in our hearts. For John truly baptized with water but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? <laughs> they just revealed their hearts. They're like, okay, so, so now are we going to take over the world? Or when's that come? Or, and the Lord's still going, no, he's not. <laughs> That's what I would be doing. <laughs> Believe me, you would be doing it too. He's saying, I love you guys, but I really need you to get this message now. (laughs) We're not going to take over the world the way you think. This is literally a spiritual battle in which you must be walking in the spirit to fight. Because if you don't see where the real battle is, you're going to fight amongst yourselves. Okay? We are called to be warriors. My last name is Martin, which means warlike, comes from the god Mars, but I'm using it. We are called to be little warriors, it not little. We are called to be warriors in the spirit to take down strongholds of spiritual forces of darkness and evil, and I'm not talking about who is president. I'm not talking about the next political agenda. I am not talking about I'm not even talking about abortion. Do you know where the root of why abortion exists on the earth? It's no surprise. Sin. I cannot swing my spiritual sword and change the law. But I can can swing my spiritual sword and change hearts and lives, which will affect laws. If the people of this earth come to Christ and lawmakers and judges and kings and princes and and principalities and people who are in power come to Christ, everything changes. If the person at the grocery store gets a revelation of what we're talking about this morning and is on fire for Jesus, standing there at the checkout line, things change. Okay. If the school teacher down the street is all of a sudden, set on fire by God, and refuses to hold back the truth from her students, and I don't mean blatantly going against what the people say, but literally bringing the love and the atmosphere-shifting power that we possess, she has an influence over those kids in our next generation. I know a teacher's testimony. There was a a guy who wrote an album that's all piano music, and it's nothing that points to other Christian songs. It's literally stuff he wrote on the piano while he was basking in the presence of the Holy Spirit and letting Him, the Holy Spirit just move through him as he wrote this album. And it's, it's, um, it's all musical. And she started taking that CD and putting it in her classroom. She knew she couldn't actively share her faith without certain circumstances in the school. But she also knew she could pray for every student that she, whose lives she was going to touch. She could love every single one of them. She could play this music that was anointed to the Holy Spirit in her classroom. And as she did, she went from watching all these kids who were fighting, being nasty, being mean to each other, and disruptive. All of a sudden, peace started showing up in the room. And they knew they were loved. And guess what? That has a huge impact on those kids. There's a generation who are being touched by love wherever that lady's preaching. Or t- <laughs> preaching. teaching. Teaching. <laughs> or both. Yeah, yeah could, well, yeah, yeah. So, what I am getting at is, John is tired too. <laughs> we all had a rough night. That, w- that was supposed to be amen, but it came out kind of distorted. <laughs> amen, Dad. Oh, my goodness. So, we have the Holy Spirit. He is with us. But there is a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Do you know what the Holy Spirit baptism is? It's literally... I don't know if it has definition that I can really give you. (laughs) But... When you don't want anything held back between you and and the Father, you and Jesus, and you're like, Holy Spirit, have your way. There is a... His presence literally baptizes you, kind of like in water. You die to yourself in a way, and power comes from on high. He literally unlocks within you the ability to walk in those spiritual gifts that the Lord has provided to walk like Jesus if you've ever had a notion where you're like man ah my shoulder hurts but this doesn't feel like my pa- I don't usually have shoulder pain but somebody in the room's got shoulder pain I think and all of a sudden you pray for them and they get healed that comes from that's a gift of the spirit it's a it's a discernment when you have like you're looking at somebody all of a sudden the Lord says They're struggling with with addiction. I want you to pray for them. The Lord's speaking to you. That's a gift of the Spirit. When you lay hands on somebody and they recover from illness, that's healing. That's a gift of the Spirit. I want you to know that the gift of the Spirit, I kind of, this is a misnomer. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are attributes that come because the Holy Spirit is the gift giver. You have access to every gift of the Spirit. You may not roll in every single gift of the Spirit at one time. You may not be prone to a certain area, but the gifts of the Spirit are available because God just wants to move on his people. If John needs a healing, and I happen to be the one in the room, and God moves on me to pray for his healing, I'm going to roll in that gift. Maybe I don't normally move in healing. But because he needs it and I'm available and I'm saying, yes, Lord, I can pray for him and see him recover. If Cece needs a word from the Lord of encouragement and the Holy Spirit wants to roll through my heart because I'm willing, I can speak to her a word of encouragement straight from the Father's heart to her. It's possible. Because of those gifts of the Spirit. But i got to tell you, the baptism in the Holy Spirit is really important, but it has a lot to do with our hearts. And when our hearts are willing, he is willing. Okay? It doesn't take a whole lot. Now, there's all kinds of doctrinal alerts and alarms that are going off in my head right now. Because everybody has different viewpoints on this, and some people have abused the gospel of Christ, and some have abused these scriptures in such a way to make shame come on people and heartache because of well, you know, like let me get you baptized in the Spirit. Okay, CC, say Shababadaba backwards three times, and you can speak in tongues, and you'll be baptized in the Spirit. I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. If you say yabba-dabba-doo three times backwards, standing on your head, you will be filled with the Spirit. People do stuff like this. I was actually talking to a lady a couple weeks ago who, uh, oh, you know, I don't know if I can share this story because I think it's somebody here. Never mind. Um, Was it me? Never mind. No, 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 no. But, no, it was my aunt. That's right. It was my aunt. We're good. Okay. Okay. I can talk about her. No. Okay. <laughs> My aunt was introduced to the baptism of the Holy Spirit in a church where everybody was kind of walking in gifts and stuff in a certain way. They took her down to the basement. Everybody was laying hands on her, all the elders and leaders. They were laying hands on her and they were all speaking in tongues really loudly and they told her, okay, just open your mouth and start speaking. And, and you know, she was like, I'm trying. And then it wasn't happening and she wasn't falling over, so they were hitting her. And and she's like, Okay, I think you need to stop now. And literally it was a dark room. <laughs> she's surrounded by these guys who were hitting her. And they're speaking in tongues over her, yelling. And they're expecting somehow that in her heart that she's going to surrender to the Holy Spirit and she's going to open up and the power of God's going to flow out of her. I think what they accomplished was scaring her to death. But not really. She wasn't, she was, she's kind of an implacable person, but she could have scared, she could have been scared to death by it. She actually just stood there and said, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to go ahead and leave now. Um, bye. And that was her first introduction to baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it didn't work. It didn't take. And it's not the way that this works. Okay? That is not power. That's definitely the flesh. And it's abuse of God's power. But you'll notice something I said there. Those men were speaking in tongues over her. Because the gifts and calls of God are without reproach they had an experience themselves where the Holy Spirit started speaking to them. Yeah, I'll just say, stick with that. And um, something changed in their hearts and they got a wrong teaching. They got a wrong doctrine, okay? So things do get broken out there. There's a lot of misteaching on all these things, but if you just keep it simple, keep it really simple and say, Holy Spirit, I want to know what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is. If you're not baptized in the Spirit, this is a very simple process. Lord, I don't want anything to block my heart from you. I just love you. I want to worship you. I want to trust you. Holy Spirit, I want this baptism. I want to be able to walk in the gifts that come with you baptizing me in your power. And you keep your heart prostrate before him saying, Lord, I just want you. I want more of you. I'm going to lay down my life because this is my pursuit. And you know what? There's people out there hurting, and I need the power of the Holy Spirit. There's also, there's also something very important here. Um, this first time, I'll read about it. It's not for you to... Okay, so he said they asked about the kingdom of Israel. It's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power... When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem. What is the power of the Holy Spirit for? Witnesses. You're to be witnesses of God. A witness can testify. Hear me out. A witness can testify of the power of God. The witness can testify of Jesus. And if you've got a relationship with him and you're walking in the Spirit's power, you will be a witness who can sign his name to the testimony that Jesus Christ is real. And as you go into the world and you say to the, the cashier at Ray's, you're having a hard time, can I pray for you? Yeah, man, my wrist just hurts so bad, I'm trying to do, oh, it's so bad. Let me, let me see your arm. Jesus' name, I command a healing right now, and her wrist gets healed. And I'm not saying that's always going to be what's happening. In fact, a lot of people work in a very powerful way without ever seeing the gifts of the Spirit. Because love is deep. But if you're motivated by love and you're equipped with the power from on high, I feel like you're unstoppable. Because it's like I've been given... The desire to see the world changed. Holy, you know, Jesus gave me the authority to see the world changed, and now I've got the power to see the world changed. It's like a police officer. So I'm a, a, you know, young kid. I'm coming out of high school. I want to change the world. I want to be a police officer. And so you have the passion to help people, and you go into the police academy. At the end of the police academy, you get a little training. You get some, you know, just some basic ground rules, some law, some all that kind of stuff. You come out of academy, you now have authority. They gave you a badge. You have the authority. You walk in your authority because you got your badge, and you're going to walk in the authority that was given to you by the police academy. So you're now a police officer with a police department. Also, they give you a gun. Super cool. You get to run around with a gun. Because you have authority in your badge and a gun at your hip, you can police according to the way that they have given you. If you have the Holy Spirit and you are equipped with the authority from on high, and you're also equipped with the gifts of the Spirit, you have both the authority to cast out demons, to have authority over sickness, death, hell, and the grave, and you got the power. That flows from God. It's been given to you. Because the Holy Spirit is with you. And he moves through you. Overflowing out of your cup. Out of the abundance of what God's doing inside of you. I'm trying to keep this super simple. Because it gets too complicated sometimes. He says. You shall be my witnesses. You shall be witnesses to me. In Jerusalem. In all Judea and Samaria. And to the end of the earth. We are at the end of the earth. You can't go much further (laughs) that way. (laughs) Now, when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Super cool. Okay, verse 12. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying, Peter, James, John, and Andrew... Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. These all continued with one Honda Accord. Oh, sorry. That's old Silly joke. These all continued with one Accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. Goes on, they choose another person to fill the office of Judas. Da, 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 da. And chapter 2 of Acts. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. They got some harmony. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. You remember that song said, fire and wind, come do it again? That's literally, we want Pentecostal fire we want the winds of heaven to change us. We want the power from on high. We want that cleansing fire to come and, and separate us from all of our, the, the desires of the, to be part of this world. I want to be in this world and powerful, but not of it. I want to be in the Spirit's power so that people's lives are changed, so that things happen to where His kingdom come. Because All of a sudden, my love for him is so deep and so wide that I just want, I love people, and I want to see them come into his kingdom because I know how good it is for them. And now I have not only the authority to do so because I'm a Christian, a little Christ, but I also have the power from on high to shoot them dead. Pow! When the fire of God comes, we die to ourselves. When his fire came, they died to themselves. And they became so drunk in the spirit, they were speaking in tongues in multiple different languages. And people were coming by droves. I'll get to that here in a second. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Rushing mighty wind. That's the pneuma. The Holy Spirit is represented as wind. Pneuma. The breath. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. It wasn't a little... It was... (laughs) Like Jesus breathed on the disciples and gave them the authority and the power to run out and do miracles before this ever happened. Jesus did that. He sent them out two by two and they went out and did stuff like Jesus did before this ever happened because he breathed on them. Holy Spirit came. He's like, my turn. And the mighty mighty rushing wind came in and the fire of tongues came to literally cleansed them, as, which is a picture kind of like Isaiah. I don't know if you've ever read Isaiah 6, but it says, In the year that, I, that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. And the train of his robe filled the temples. Goes on a little bit further. Basically, an angel comes and takes a live coal from the altar, places it on his tongue, and he was undone. Here we are with this mighty rushing wind and this fiery tongue's Then there appeared to them divided tongues of fire and one sat on each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues and as the Spirit gave them utterance. Their tongues were set afire. Not just to speak in tongues, but to speak the words of life. They spoke in other tongues. They spoke the wonders of God. Peter got up and didn't say, I'm a worthless worm. That betrayed Jesus. Listen to me, you know, because they'd been like, "We don't care." Instead, what happens is a little further. Suddenly, there came a sound. What Hold on. And they were all filled. Gave him utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together, and they were confused, because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans, even the Cretans were there, and Arabs, and we hear them speaking in their own tongues the wonderful works of God. That's amazing that they could even pick out their own language amongst all those people talking. (laughs) I think there's another miracle taking place power from on high they spoke the words of God the works of God I don't know that those Christians knew what they're saying but the people that heard were like wow what is this what is this thing so they were all amazed and perplexed yeah see what is this thing saying to one another whatever could this mean see I just said it it was there Ugh, should let the Bible speak for itself others mocking said they're full of new wine They were right. They were right. They were full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, I betrayed Jesus and I have a worthless... No, he didn't say that. Let this be known to you and heed my words, for these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out. Of my spirit on all flesh. That I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons, your daughters shall prophesy. My daughters have done this prophecy thing, and it's super cool to watch an 11 and 13 year old prophesy over each other. So awesome. Your young men shall see visions. My kids wake up with dreams and express them to me, and I go, Let's talk about that. Your young men shall see visions. So, a young man sees a vision from God and he has direction. He's given something where he is like, wow, I think think God's calling me to Africa. Or, man, I just saw in the Spirit something amazing. And i got to share this with people. It's a word from our Father. You know, Young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. God wants to get everyone dreaming again. Okay? Night dreams, yeah, that's super cool. Awesome when God wakes you up with a dream that he's given you. But let me tell you, if you haven't dreamed for something bigger than what you're currently experiencing, God wants you to dream with him. He wants to wake your heart up to dream with Him. Okay. When it says old men here, I'm not even going to say that it's just people over a certain age. It's people who have closed their hearts off to dreaming. It's those who have lost hope. We are called to be filled with the Spirit that we might dream with God for bigger things. That we might see the south coast of Gold Beach Brookings, Port Orford, set on fire by the Spirit of God as he moves and revival comes because we were unwilling to let anything get between us and God and the people out there and God. We were unwilling to let another person die in jail because we couldn't do anything for them. We are the church and we are called to be set on fire. I'm not mad. I'm just very passionate. I love this church, and I want this to be my home. I didn't think we were going to do this, God. I want this to be my home church, but I don't want to be in a home church where people are not being discipled. I don't want to be in a place where we're too afraid to love outside the four walls. If what God is doing gets stuck inside this church, it will die. I know we've got a new pastor coming who's going to have a new vision, but we cannot rely on him to cause our Christianity to work. We're not called to be a little fish aquarium where we clean the cage and make it pretty and make it nice. Okay, We are called to be fishers of men. There's a deep, wide ocean out there where there's a lot of wild fish that need caught We can't just have a little fish bowl and keep it clean. Guys, that's not what we're called to do. We have a mandate from the Lord to be so in love with Him, so on fire with Him, and so loving the people of our own cities, our own relatives, our own friends, our own strangers, that they can't help but see how beautiful and wonderful the goodness of God is. Not just to fill up this church, but to fill up their lives. I want us moving in the Spirit. I want to see us moving in the Spirit. I told you I'm not going to be the pastor of this church, though my heart so fought and wanted to be a pastor of this church. I spent a lot of time on my knees trying to figure this out. But when God calls you to do something, you got to do what the Lord tells you to do. I wanted to be here. Okay, all right. I wasn't going to share this, but I'm going to. Here we go. Breaking more barriers. Um, For 21 years, the mandate from God for me, when I was angry and wanted to leave the church when I was frustrated with Pastor Craig, when I was frustrated with people, when I was running away because I was offended, I would come to the Lord and say, why do you have me here, God? You know what he would say to me? I love you, James. Calm down. No, he didn't say that. He says, James, I have you here to be the right-hand man of this pastor. I have called you to support him in his vision and in his ministry. Whatever he needs, you be there. And I did it. And I could have left at any point and it would have probably hurt my heart and I probably would have went somewhere else and did the same, had the same struggle. I'd have gone around the same mountain. But because God knows me and knows my heart, he brought me through the trouble instead of around it. But I, I, even then, I, okay, we won't go into that. I made mistakes. Don't get me wrong. Yes. There is something more in this season of our church. Because you're it. For better or for worse, this is the body of believers that you're stuck with. No, it's such a blessing. Cece hears from God and shares prophecies with us on a regular basis. Okay? Monica's got an evangelistic passion that knows no bounds. Literally. Mom, Mom, where are you going? I'm running. <laughs> no, she's, she's out there talking to the next person who's her best friend. And she's telling them about Jesus. Okay? All my best friends are people I haven't met yet. (laughs) That's right. There is a profound gift on Eli's life for... I don't even know how to describe it, Eli. But, like, the way that God speaks to you and moves through you is profound. And the way you have loved Jean and taken care of her is profound. This is a body of believers... Where there's stuff going on, we haven't even tapped into yet. We need each other, but we need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Because not only do we need each other, but there's a wild ocean. There's a lot of fishermen in this church. Is that not a picture of what God really wants for us? But I will say this. If we don't change, I can't stay here. Because my heart's not willing to do that. If we can't do things to move forward in the Lord, there's no reason to have a congregation here. Because I, I, like I said, I'm I'm not going to be the pastor. But I will support whatever the Lord wants me to do. And when He says go, I'll go. When He says stay, I'll stay. Because that's that's where I'm at in my life. I will do what the Lord says. I have I have. Am I supposed to share this I had somebody almost imploring me to come be the pastor of their church and I looked at them and I said don't ask me that I love you but don't ask me that I can't do it it's not what God's called me to do long as and my heart struggled with that one too but You've got to understand whether time is short or not, people only get like between one and 90, well, one to 110 years on this earth, right? You've only got a few years with them before they're gone. People could die. People could, you know, it's going to happen. People are going to be gone. You have such a short window of opportunity in each, people's, each person's life. But how amazing that God gave us someone like Paul to tell us, discern the times for the days are evil. Make the most of what God's given you. Make the most of the move of the Spirit. Take this Pentecostal fire and wind for yourself. And don't sat, rest satisfied until you have been baptized in the Spirit. And then, don't rest anymore, because you'll be baptized in the Spirit. Pursue His face more and more. When I tell you to abide in Him, I mean abide in Him, because all of that comes from abiding in Him. If, you're, if you've struggled with baptism of the Holy Spirit in the past, Put everything out of your head. Put everything out of your head that has blocked it. Every bit of guilt, shame, condemnation that has come, get rid of it. It's not valuable. What's valuable is, Lord, I don't want anything to stand between us. Examine my heart. Cleanse me from within. Let your holy fire baptize me. Let the winds of heaven come and just fill me up with your breath. I want this power so that I can be a witness for you to all the earth. It's simple. That was even harder than it had to be. I will pour out my... Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy... I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming and great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. They will not call without you. God has asked us to be partners with him. He does strange stuff sometimes where he'll wake somebody over in a foreign country up in a dream about him and they will come to know the Lord because we didn't get there. We didn't reach out. But the Lord, so the Lord can do it himself. The Lord could be his own evangelist and get the word out there and everybody become Christians. But he has chosen to partner with you. He has chosen to make his life a partnership with you and I that allows us to be a part of the mix and to be blessed by what we get to reap. He said, Pray the Lord of the harvest would send the, the, the harvesters, be, the workers into the field, because the fields are ripe for harvest. That was a paraphrase, because I really butchered that one. You get it? We are to call out for more workers, and we're to start with us. Your cup can't overflow you get the other stuff out of it it's only going to overflow with the world if that's all that's stuck in there let's let's pray father I thank you so much for your love I just pray your grace and your mercy over this message and over each heart here I pray that you would just just examine our hearts father help us to discern what you're saying Unite us as a church. Unite us for a purpose. Please give us visions, Lord. We want visions. We want vision of what you have for us, what you want us to do. Please give us divine appointments, God, and make us ready to receive people who are hurting. Lord, allow us to be ones who will pick up trash and not let anything stop us from loving someone who thinks that they are garbage. Don't let us leave this place the same. We want you, Holy Spirit. Come baptize us. Come rest on us. Let our hearts be a resting place for you so that out of the abundance of your rest in us, God, the world can find peace with Jesus Christ. Thank you for your fire, Holy Spirit. Thank you for the winnowing fan in your hand, Jesus. Would you, ca- would you cause us to be on fire for you? Would you cause us to be so sold out for you that Gold Beach trembles in fear because they're about to be redeemed? Would you come and shake our hearts, God? We thank you for your goodness, God. Amen.